Hello and welcome to The Good Council, the podcast of the World Future Council. In each episode, we'll highlight current challenges and policy solutions. And we'll also take you on a journey of inspiring stories, listening to another of our intergenerational dialogues from around the globe. Hello, Depile. My name is Kubra and I'm 25 and I'm a student assistant at World Future Council. I'm interested in renewable energy and sustainability. In this episode, I'm speaking with Depal Barua, who is one of the councillors of World Future Council and a pioneer of renewable energy in his country, Bangladesh. Uh, in 1983, Depal Chandra, together with Mohammed Yunus, founded the microfinance institution Gramon Bank and remained its deputy managing director until December 2009. He also founded the managing director of Gramon Chatki, which supports the diffusion of solar engineering and the use of other renewable energy sources in villages of Bangladesh. In 1996, he introduced an innovation installment based financial models which reduced upfront cost of solar home system to customers monthly kerosene cost by following the path of Bangladesh has already installed over 4 million SHEs in the rural areas of Bangladesh. For its engagement in environment protection, it has been honored with the right livelihood award. Mr. Barrow also founded the Bright Green Energy Foundation, which he managed at present. His innovation and engagement in the field of renewable energies, he received the first Zayat Future Energy Prize in uh, 2009. In August 2015, he was elected as the president of South Asian Network for Clean Energy, which is a regional network of clean energy associations to recommend policy coordination, facilitate knowledge sharing, promote access to finance and pursue shared action aimed at an accelerated and rapid transition to clean energy in South Asia. Today, I'm delighted to learn more about Dipal as a person, as well as your work and mission in life including your amazing engagement within the World Future Council. Hello, Dipal. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm really a uh, pleasure to have this conversation with you. How has the pandemic been for you? How did you spend your time? Uh, thank you for your time. And I'm very happy to be part of this uh, interview. Uh, yes, pandemic uh, very much affected our country and until two, 2021 December, uh, we are seriously affected. Uh, around 2 million people uh, affected, uh, 29,000 death cases. But fortunately, Bangladesh in this year doing very well. Uh, early this year, uh, the vaccination completed uh, most of the people and we have the uh, two times vaccination and some of them getting the third dose also. So now death is zero for last few months, no death, only around 100 cases per month. Uh, recently, a little increasing, but not seriously. 
before that it was only 50 60 cases so not that case for a few months so in that sense uh, Bangladesh is doing well because a very densely populated country of the world uh, 170 uh, million people living in a tiny plot of land so density is the highest in the world so in that situation uh, government did a very good job for vaccination and health issue uh, dissemination of information through television radio and different uh, media so people receive all these precaution and so now uh, economies come back uh, so in that situation we are lucky uh, we just return to normal now that's good to hear uh, you support the work of world feature council since 2010 and you were appointed councillor especially you are very active in our energy and just development team was there a main trigger that motivated you to go into sustainable development and renewable energy when i received the alternative Nobel prize from sweden then i traveled to hamburg and we have a lot of meeting with the yakov because he's the founder i know him and also i'm involved with the grameen bank you know from Moon Village is developed 1976 when I was a student in the university. 1996 established Gramin Shokti. Gramin Shokti means Gramin energy, rural energy for renewable energy. So uh, we are uh, involved very beginning with the rural people, poor people, and marginal people. And the work is a good organization to meet a very independent mind. They are uh, use experience in their own context so we can learn from each other so that is an organization really connecting the young people and also the connecting the best mind available in the world so these are very very encouraging inspiring and i am on, involved as a co-chair of the energy and just development so it is a quite a uh, interesting and inspiring experience to be involved with the world future council and the energy and just development unit. Why do you think the World Future Council can make a difference with its energy and just development team? Yeah, I believe uh, it, it will contribute because we are looking to the different experiences of our councillor and even different country. So we highlighted the different renewable energy policy options that help the people to uh, have a decent life and also income generation, quality of life. And World Fisher Council is a very, very uh, educative institution. We are disseminating all information through different conference, webinar, uh, or uh, through our media, through our council countries. So World Fisher Council taking initiative through different commission. So just an uh, energy and just uh, development at one commission, there are uh, child uh, and healthcare and other uh, issues we are discussing. So I think uh, these are very important uh, for the world and World Fisher Council is a key connection in the top policy level and the UN level and in the country level and also international level. So uh, we can disseminate the best way to the people, to the policy makers, to the general people, to the journalists, to the civil society, community-based organization. So I think this is the uh, best organization available to uh, educate people, to inform people, to inspire people, 
for better life, better future, better planet. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so why do you think there is a need for good policy solutions such as those spread by World Future Council to promote the expansion of renewable energy, for example? What is the role of politics in this? Yeah, uh, I believe politics has a very important role. You know, you can uh, go through a change the policy options. Policy is taken by the politicians. So in the parliament on different level. So they are the uh, principal decision taker. So in that sense, uh, politics is very important. That's why we sensitizing the politician, we sensitizing the civil society, we sensitizing the young so that politicians understand this is good for the country, this is good for the sector, this is good for the planet, this is good for the people's life. So in that sense, if motivated politician, so it's very important. That's why we have a, a network of MPs for the uh, uh, promoting renewable energy and other things. So I think uh, the politics, politician is very important to uh, make it happen. Uh, because we can bring them the concept, we can bring them the example, we can bring them the demonstration projects, but politicians can make it a uh, huge national program, replicate it that quickly, they can take it, expand it uh, for the general mass of the people. So that's why politician is very, very important for uh, promoting our mission and objectives. Thank you so much. I totally agree with you. What we do is always related with having political results. Results uh, comes from politics and we are uh, trying to affect their policy in a good for the world. Our 100 Renewable Energy Roadmap Development Program engages key decision makers from various sectors in the energy transformation process. We create ownership, build hands-on knowledge on 100 uh, renewable energy, strengthens networks and platforms for multi-stakeholders and identify necessary legislation and policy reforms. Uh, in a country like Bangladesh, where we were also active in showing that a decentralized energy system coupled with uh, innovative renewable energy technologies can significantly boost the country's industrialization process and rural economies. What can other countries learn from Bangladesh? Yeah, uh, thank you. Bangladesh is a country of solar home system, more than 6 million solar home system in the rural area, especially 15% people are enjoying renewable energy daily basis for the quality of life. So Bangladesh is the largest solar home system program. I'm lucky to be part of this program. In 1996, we designed the program and the financial packages and the training by women and the customer. So this is a, a kind of a very, very uh, uh, integrated program, training women, customer and the te technicians and also the solar home system in the home base. They can work under the light and children education is better positioned. So Bangladesh created a positive example six million home system in Bangladesh, largest in the world. And uh, that inspired uh, many countries. In any country, there is no electricity. Solar home system become a best model available to them to illuminate light 
and income generation and children education in a very remote area. So uh, now it is very interesting because from 2012, the LED things come up. So the efficiency of the panel is increasing. So, and the efficiency of the battery is also increasing. So in that sense, uh, once we started in 1996, only 17-watt panel and 50-watt panel now, 30-watt panel is serving more than 50-watt because the efficiency of LED light and the fan, everything in television, laptop and run it in the rural area, young children also. So I think the, uh, this is a, a very inspiring example. I'm very happy to be part of this. We, I'm involved from the day one to design and implement in Bangladesh and Grameen Shukti, more than 1 million solar home system and a bright green energy foundation also, 200,000 system installed and not only solar home system, solar irrigation, uh, biogas plan, uh, arsenic removal plan, by solar. So we are doing different kind of renewable energy, but solar home system is the largest one. So I think uh, the policy changes and with the World Future Council, we have a 100% renewable energy map of Bangladesh. So, and everybody initially surprised, but gradually the mindset is changing gradually. So now our Honorable Prime Minister, uh, she decided by 2041, 40% of electricity from renewable sources in Bangladesh now 3%, though 15% people are enjoying, but I believe gradually mindset is changing uh, because of our initiative, solar home system and the 100% renewable energy concept and uh, World Future Council people participated, expert participated from Germany, different countries. And uh, though there is a lot of question, but it's actually gradually mindset is changing. I believe uh, Bangladesh could be a renewable energy rich country because we have a plenty of sunshine and we have a coastal belt, maybe wind energy also coming up. So in the long run, I believe our experience uh, demonstrating Bangladesh uh, 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 coming a developed country gradually and mix of renewable energy will help it to grow in a financially sustainable. So I think uh, in a different country where in the, especially in Africa and other country where there is a electricity rate is very poor. So the solar home system model and Bangladesh model can inspire them uh, to grow it. And uh, actually they are visiting Bangladesh and different program and visiting the ITCOL financial institution. So in that sense, Bangladesh become a very inspiring model for uh, other countries, those who have no uh, electricity yet, sufficient electricity yet. I think this information is important. Thank you for showing the audience the renewable energy system in Bangladesh. It's so uh, inspirational. Yeah. Uh, later, you also founded Grameen Satki, which supports the diffusion of solar engineering and the use of other renewable energy sources in villages of Bangladesh. Why did you decide to invest in a solar power? Uh, what are the advantages of this technology? Yeah, thank you. Uh, when I was in a student in 1975-76 in the university economics department, from my own village, I used to attend university by bicycle. So we established a Grameen Bank in my own village and gradually it became a national program. So I'm visiting the rural area. Uh, in, personally, I have visited out of 
88,000 villages, 20,000 villages I visited personally by my own leg, uh, by walking, because at that time, uh, rural area, no, not so much transport. So every time we give a micro credit for the income generation, but everybody asking us for electricity. So in our mind, uh, it is very striking. Every time we go in the village, they're asking, sir, it's good that we have income generation activities, milk cow raising, small shops, uh, uh, growing vegetables, or any sort of informal income generation, but we need electricity. Then we thought about the renewable energy. One is the solar energy. Another one is the wind energy, another is biomass, biogas. Uh, so we started improve cooking stuff. So out of three, four initiatives, we found solar energy is very suitable because we have plenty of sunshine, 365 days in Bangladesh, 340 days we have sunshine. Even in the rainy season, one hour rain, and then the uh, sky is clean and the sunshine. So we uh, started a solar energy, solar home system but the so much expensive we bought uh, seven dollar per peak word from germany and different country uh, in 1996 so we started a financing mechanism uh, we, i give a, a philosophical background that at the cost of so, uh, kerosene you can buy a solar home system everybody using kerosene for lighting even for cooking so in that case there we are replacing 100 percent kerosene for lighting so then uh, it is uh, at that because of the solar panel is expensive. Battery we are producing in Bangladesh, cable we are producing, lamp we are not producing at that time. So we design such a way that we train young women for producing charge controller and also uh, light, but we have to import panel from outside. So in that sense, and gradually price is uh, uh, going down, and then we expanded it. So. So then cost of kerosene, you can buy a solar home system. Now is a reality. Even very poor people are buying a solar home system uh, and uh, because they can afford it. Price is so low, uh, around $50, $25, because these are available. Initially, it was expensive. Because of uh, our initiative through Grameen Shukti, uh, rural people enjoyed a loan for six months, then gradually one year and two years, three years. So they can save money from kerosene and they can pay the installment and they become the owner of the system. You mentioned rightly, ownership model is very important. Even a 100% renewable energy movement and also solar home system, they are the owner of the system. They are not renting. So you pay, you become the owner. Uh, so that's why it is very important. And Grameen Shukti, we have a strong network we build up in the rural area, around 800 offices. So we train women technicians and uh, boys and girls. So they are become a very, we call it social engineer. They uh, go to the home and they discuss the uh, technology and they train them and they install the system and light is there and uh, electricity is there. So people enjoy it. Even when we start install in the early life, uh, uh, in the middle of the village, we install one system, everybody running to the house, see what is happening. So. This is in a kind of enjoyment. So that level uh, situation came up in the rural area. So I think, uh, and the education is improved because of under the kerosene lamp, it is not healthy and you cannot uh, stay one or two hours. You, in the nose you have a, in the air, flame is going on, but under solar light is very clean. 
you can watch television, you can read under the solar light. So that brings, and also women's security, because you see in the uh, washroom, there is a light. Uh, when you go in the midnight or any time, women go outside of the house in a toilet. So there is a social security problem in Bangladesh. But this, once you have a light, you just switch on light from your house, then the light is there. So that brings the women's security and also the income generation come because under the solar light they can work a longer period and children education is better so i think the health education income generation quality of life improved a lot and that's why we established gramin shakti renewable energy and also eventually uh, bright green energy foundation the our aim uh, to improve the environment and the modern electricity income generation and quality of life uh, and also the information technology available, uh, television, radio, anything available so they can get all information, what is happening in the world, what is happening in the country. They know everything in the very remote areas. And it is also pro-environment because we can reduce the carbon emission reduction. If you have fossil fuel-based electricity, you have a carbon emission. So you can reduce uh, carbon emission reduction. We calculated one solar home system with 50 watt, uh, half ton carbon emission in one year, replacing kerosene. So these are winning situation. That's why uh, we founded Gramin Shakti and Renewable Energy Initiative. That became a very big in Bangladesh initiative. That's why six million system, even government took it as a national program. And our honorable prime minister, you know, greeting every million, one million system, next year, two million system, three million system like this. So he integrated the, uh, every one million. So that she also inspired the whole country to replicate it uh, in the very remote areas, in the rural areas. Thank you so much. I felt very inspired as a young supporter using renewable energy sources in the village and your story to building this system is so inspirational. This is more than using renewable energy. You also presenting the solution uh, for the problems. Uh, you mentioned Bright Green Energy Foundation. Uh, please tell us more about your new Bright Green Energy Foundation and uh, what you're working on at the moment. Yeah, Bright Green Energy Foundation is also an initiative, uh, not only renewable energy, but we are working also uh, other issues, uh, say tree plantation, and also arsenic removal in some area we have arsenic. So you put a solar panel and through solar panel, the uh, water comes and again, a, what you call a, a exposed to oxygen and then it goes again in the underground. So uh, without any chemical, uh, we are really uh, arsenic removal is going on uh, technology. We are uh, lifting water from the underground and then we have exposed to a tank uh, so in connection with oxygen and oxidized water goes again in the well and then mixing it. So then the arsenic gradually uh, put aside in the oil, uh, all the soil in the ground side, ground, underground, and then you drinkable water, we are checking it. And also we are trying to uh, educate our children. So we are uh, in the hospital, we established 10 kilowatt solar system for electricity in the COVID time. Uh, electricity is not available sometimes, so the rural area, cleaning, and the hospital, we put the solar uh, 
uh, energy so that electricity available in the 24 hours. Now we are uh, planning to do a uh, adaptation and mitigation through renewable sources. We are uh, gradually uh, in the school, we like the solar system. So we train the young boys and girls uh, the, and the drinking water from there and also running computer and we educate them what solar energy uh, doing it. So we are involving girls and boys. We are also uh, uh, in the agriculture, uh, solar irrigation pump. Now we are doing from Bright Energy Foundation. Uh, the, we are also cultivating around the year and also we are uh, most of the time for cultivation and in, in uh, laser time, when there is rain, no need electricity or water, we transfer in the electricity to the grid line. So we are supplying electricity to the grid line, national grid line. And also we are doing a, a, a fish cultivation under the solar uh, panel. And also in many places we are doing some irrigation, not only irrigation, but planting some trees under the solar panel. So now we are planning to raise the solar panel a little bit high. So we cultivate also under the solar panel. So uh, we are not uh, uh, taking land, land is fertile, so we are using it. So, and we are now giving training to the farmer to produce the very, very uh, profitable uh, rice, profitable vegetables so that they have a more income. So we are providing a training by a agricultural specialist so that they can have a more income, more varieties of food. And also we are doing now how the every house can be independent powerhouse. And now we have a 50 watt, 100 watt panel solar home system. Now we like to go because there are grid line is coming. So we like to put a, a one kilowatt, two kilowatt. They can produce their own electricity and they can transfer uh, additional to the grid line. So when they need, they can use from the grid. When they have access, they can transfer to the grid line. So net metering system already introduced. Net metering means you produce your electricity and you consume it. So this is a, a policy in the Bright Green Energy Foundation motivating the policymaker, motivating the, uh, uh, the farmers, villagers in the village, and also motivating the electricity department to uh, all this. So our attitude, uh, how to make 100% uh, renewable energy household, then gradually they become a producer they can produce rice, they can produce fish, they can produce vegetable, and they can produce their own electricity from their rooftop, uh, from their neighbor. So this is Bread Green Energy Foundation. Uh, and also we are trying to have a training center for farmers and the solar would be there. And the all equipment can be even the, what do you call a uh, electric vehicle, a local electric vehicle uh, in the rural area. So they run only by battery. So battery will be charged in their house by solar energy. So not expensive electricity. And electricity price is going up every day because of this, you know, volatile uh, uh, condition. Europe, a war is going on and the COVID after two years COVID. So the price of the oil furnace oil is increasing. So uh, electricity become uh, very expensive in that sense. Uh, and Bangladesh government proposing 50% increment of electricity. So this not yet done, but there is a lot of uh, uh, discussion is going on. So I think the uh, renewable energy in Bangladesh, what we are thinking, uh, what we have done, 6 million solar home system and uh, irrigation system, but we like to do 100% irrigation by solar and, and a household from the solar. So that would be a huge contribution in the long run 
uh, you can produce your own electricity from the uh, renewable sources, especially solar energy. So that's BGF is working at the ground level, gradually sensitizing the customer, sensitizing the society, sensitizing the policymakers, and demonstration of practical example so that people can convince uh, word of mouth is very, very important uh, for convincing the people, policymakers. Thank you. Thank you for explaining Bright Green Energy Foundation to us and audience. Uh, you have already achieved so much impactful results with your work. You dreamed of turning Bangladesh into a solar nation many years ago. How close is Bangladesh to achieving this vision, you think? I think the uh, production-wise is not very close, say, but the population-wise is not bad. Uh, now 15% people are enjoying electricity. In my definition, the solar nation is more than 50% people using solar energy for their livelihood, for their business, than it is. So I believe gradually uh, it will take time, uh, but I believe uh, within a couple of years, the enthusiasm will increase because what I explained to you and the cost of electricity is increasing. Now the renewable energy getting more importance and our eight five-year plan government mentioned that for many years, we give importance to the fossil fuel base. Now we like to give importance to the renewable energy financing and incentive. So I think the policy is changing and our activity is also in inspiring people. We like to create example. Once you create example, then the multiplication will obviously will help. I think two years COVID also stopped uh, something. I believe and now there is enthusiasm is coming up next five to seven, eight years would be good. By 2030, there will be a, a really uh, positive changes and government uh, develop a policy called a Muji Prosperity Plan, a climate vulnerability to climate resilience and prosperity. So Bangladesh thinking of that way, I believe renewable energy can play a very important role and government uh, took a program. I, I'm ventilating the idea now in through seminar and others. So they like to balance facilities of cities. So in that case, I'm ventilating the idea of renewable energy. So you running water, a tap water in your house through solar. Uh, you can fish cultivation, you have a rain harvesting in rainy season, you can have fish cultivation, community biogas plant, and also the uh, nursery you can develop from the biogas slurry. So everything we are designing, village will become a town, but renewable energy play important role, not uh, replicating the waste or everything bad uh, side of the urban life. We are trying to clean life, clean uh, environment, clean valleys, uh, uh, clean modern valleys. So renewable energy can play a very important role. That's why we are really advocating, creating example to the, for audience, for people, for policymakers, for civil society. Now in Bangladesh, every civil society talk about renewable energy. Before that, five years back, 10 years back, they never talk about, they never heard about renewable energy. Now every meeting, every civil society meeting, they say uh, climate change is happening, climate uh, uh, danger is coming up. So we need to be careful. That's why, and the electricity price is going up, volatile market of uh, oil. And so in that case, everybody recommending now renewable energy. So 
I think this is a, a positive trend is coming up in Bangladesh. So I believe uh, dream will come true gradually, but uh, I think next 10 years would be a very, very positive uh, things coming up about the dreaming of solar nation. Uh, so being that close to achieve solar nation is important, not just for Bangladesh as well as all the world. What are the difficulties in the dissemination of renewable energy and what motivates you to continue? Yeah, yeah we have a lot of difficulties. I'm telling about the only the impact, uh, but there are a lot of difficulties. When we started uh, initially in 1996, but no financing available. So we try to get financing, so we grow. Uh, and then World Bank came up and the JICA came up. So this is a, once you have a very positive demonstration, different financial institutions come up. So that was helpful. And I believe the financing one impediment and the cost is very high. So now, unfortunately, the cost of solar energy is going down. So the efficiency is increasing, price is going down and large scale operation. So I believe uh, this is a, a kind of a good time for renewable energy because everybody now talking about thinking about renewable energy and cost is reducing. So only one thing is still we are uh, st struggling the uh, lithium ion battery. In Bangladesh, we have a deep cycle battery, uh, uh, other battery, tubular battery, but not lithium ion battery. Only for the solar street light we have importing. But once we can produce lithium ion battery in Bangladesh, then it will grow. So the financing and the cost of uh, panel was high. And then the uh, involving women, uh, because in Bangladesh, you know, everybody thinks about the men, uh, but we think different way because solar home system actually in the home. So we inviting training men and women, but actually men is busy. They are not attending properly. If they come and they leave early. So we decided uh, we will invite 100% women. In the, for the training solar home system. So women come and this very serious. And it's a very simple technology uh, where the charge controller is there, panel in the top of the house, roof of the house and the battery in the inside. So we train them how to maintain the battery, uh, how to check the uh, charge controller. If the battery is full, then the electricity that can use it for other. So in that we train them and it worked very well. And we hire some women engineers. They are very serious. They went village level and in the uh, under the tree, any shade, and they invite women and they're training and or a school building or any. So I think this is interesting. Uh, at that time, in 2007, 8, 9, I think very very encouraging. In the meantime, we train women to produce a charge controller. 100% charge controller now by women are producing though. Uh, in the phase men, but actually women are producing. The, and you know, Bangladesh, very popular for garment industry, stitching. So uh, charge controller is also a kind of an electro electronic stitching. So they can do it better. Uh, they are very serious and mind concentration is much more higher than men. So I think that's helped uh, a lot. And so I think when we are recruiting women for training and other, many people uh, have a different comments, but at the end of the day, when they are doing well, everybody changes their mindset. So I think uh, society, any society, first is a critical uh, or critical point of view. Once you see the positive result, 
everybody changed their mind reality. So that happened in our case also. Let's move on a bit uh, and uh, talk about another topic uh, which is so important. Uh, you were uh, very closely linked to the topic renewable energy and what do you think of when you look at today's youth activities and their participation in politics? Why are they so important for your uh, future? What do you think about it? I think the youth participation is very, very important. Uh, we are getting old and we have all experience. Sometimes experience is good. Sometimes experience is a, a kind of a, a constraint also because you have a mindset, uh, experience become, you have a mindset. So we need a, a kind of an angle to uh, open mindset so that you can accept the new changes, new reality, new innovation. I think the uh, youth is very, very important. Otherwise, the 40 or 50 counselor from their live experience, they are sharing, it is okay. But our intention, our mission, how to energize, inspire the future generation. So that's why involvement of youth like you is very, very encouraging for us because uh, uh, gradually we will retire. You will take the flag to the next century or 50 years. So I think the, this is very, very well thought uh, involving young people because they are listening to the uh, old counselor and, uh, and their experience and they can figure out what they need to do in the future because the reality changed. I'm talking about the uh, 25 years before, or 20 years before when in 1996, electricity rate in Bangladesh, only 15%, 85% people, no electricity. More than 100 million people uh, without electricity. Now, electricity rate is 99%, but solar energy also 15%, but we still, we are doing gradually solar increasing. So the reality is different now. So that's why uh, you have a young people have a new real reality, new world, new situation configuration. In that case, uh, the old fashion, old thought, old initiative may not enough in the future. So from that initiative, you can take the learning, you can take the lessons, you can take the moral uh, from the our experience, but you have to take a new initiative because your reality is different. It's not 25 years back or 50 years back. So you have a new situation. So in that uh, angle, I think the youth involvement is necessary, is very important. And I think our World Future Council initiative of youth is very, very important to make it a dynamic organization, uh, to make it a, a dynamic uh, initiative. So I think innovative initiative in that case, Earth is very important. And you mentioned about the politics. Um, uh, politics uh, need to be inclusive. Otherwise, if you avoid politics, so it's not uh, connecting. So we need to connect it also. Otherwise, uh, we are doing something very isolated. It's not in the mainframe. So from the main initiative, mainframe, we need to be influenced the politics also by policy change or, or a policy update or a new policy adoption or creating a mindset, new mindset, or creating an uh, uh, innovative mindset. Uh, so that would help. So World Future Council can play a very, very important role, breezing 
the young with the uh, experienced counselor. This is very, very important, yeah. Uh, I'm a young member of World Future Council and I really like the youth forum of World Future Council. Uh, the forum connects youth worldwide to discuss and present innovative solutions to our many global problems together. And how do you involve young people in your work, in your foundation? Yeah, I, I like to participate in your uh, journey uh, because I think we have a, a problem, we have a solution also. So even a small solution can multiply a, a bigger uh, solution. So that's why uh, I always say you need to demonstrate good example, best practices that inspire other people. So in the age of uh, the social media, in the age of uh, communication, digital communication, in the age of uh, quick responses, I think uh, we like to join uh, with the hands of our young uh, people and young initiative uh, we like to help Bright Green Energy Foundation also can join in your initiative to uh, bringing solution uh, for the uh, different problem of different parts of the planet. Yeah, thank you. This willingness to involve young activists in your environment gives me hope as a young supporter. I really like to see young faces engaging with the other generations. Uh, what is the one piece of advice you would like to pass on to us, the youth of today? Okay, I think uh, what I uh, thinking always it is if you are a, a continuous uh, thinking, a continuous uh, uh, a kind of meditation of these issues, these different issues, we can find solutions. So I continuous involvement. It's not a involvement, and then I'm doing something and. So this is a uninterrupted, continuous meditation. Once you're deeply involved with your heart, then you find solution, you enjoy it also. So that's my uh, advice or my inspiration. You should deep, deeply involve from your heart, then you will find real solution. Yeah. And now we slowly need to come to an end. Uh, I have some final questions for you. Uh, what was your greatest success in your life and why do you think it is your greatest success? I believe uh, from my uh, initiative, the 15% people uh, getting electricity, modern energy from the solar home system, uh, that is an, very encouraging for me because uh, I can inspire 15% uh, population means uh, uh, if you see the out of 170 million people, huge population. So uh, this is a real inspiration, uh, lighting, electricity, modern electricity, children education, health and income generation and quality of life improved uh, of many Bangladeshi people in the 100% rural area uh, of Bangladesh is really enjoying. Hearing this was important for me because the months are high and you also inspired me. Thank you so much. And uh, are you hopeful as you look towards the future? I believe the renewable energy is growing and hope because, uh, you know, we started solar homes now, solar irrigation, solar rooftop, utility scale solar. And not only in Bangladesh, we also see other countries also coming up. I believe 
if you consider the climate change, so I think we need a attention how to reduce fossil fuel. We need a modern energy, uh, green energy, renewable sources energy, so that we can save our planet, save our environment, and we can can change our climate uh, uh, threat to a climate uh, uh, positive. So in that sense, I think the energy is very important. Uh, what country, which country they are producing energy and their sources, so then polluting and the uh, more carbon emission. Uh, so in that case, uh, we need a really, really uh, to save our planet, to save our society, to save our environment, we need a renewable sources, clean energy. So I think uh, this is one of the mission of World Future Council. We are really uh, promoting the clean energy uh, development and everything so that the planet have a habitable for the future generation. And we have a popular saying, we are borrowing world from the, our children, our grandchildren. So we need to be keep it intact for their use. Yeah. Hope you will continue deeply uh, with World Future Council so that you become a, one of the icon in, in the future uh, so that your contribution quite uh, achievable, quite contribution for the uh, many people of the world. Thank you. I hope uh, I will uh, continue working on renewable energy subjects because uh, I think it's uh, our future. And I think uh, most of young adults see that uh, changes and they're willing to participate that uh, system and they're uh, working on voluntarily and uh, happily on these subjects. And I have hope uh, for our generation and future generations as well. And our session is over now. Thank you for interviewing with me. And I really enjoyed our uh, session and I learned a lot from you. And thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your time and uh, homework for me and research on me and the questions. Thank you so, so much for your hard work. Hope to see you uh, in the future. For the current challenges that humanity is facing, to support our work, find us at www.worldfuturecouncil.org as well as on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and, of course, in our next episode.